anointing, these ones are broken now. Those things are broken off their life. Lord, we pray for this leaky heart. We Lord, that you can mend it and you can make it strong, Lord, where it doesn't leak. Even that gut right now, Father, we speak to it in the name of Jesus. And we thank you for your healing now to be made perfectly whole now in Jesus' name. Amen. Great. Good, guys. You can be seated. Those ones, uh, I felt like uh, you, you can't sleep. <clears throat> And, and hopefully you're not going to be sleeping in this, okay, morning, or <laughs> you're not catching up on any sleep. But those ones, you feel like, oh, I just I just can't sleep. There's something been going on in your mind. There's something that you've been wrestling with. Or you just can't sleep. You're just so restless, you just can't sleep. Or you're not getting the proper amount of sleep. I want you to stand right now again. God loves you. God wants to... God wants to make sure you get enough sleep. I tell you, if I don't get enough sleep, I'm, I'm not myself. I don't, you ask Julie, it's like, i got to get my sleep. Okay. So again, right, we're just going to put our hands towards these ones. We're releasing our faith out right now. We thank you, Lord. We pray for these ones who can't sleep or haven't had a good sleep, Father. We pray right now that, Lord, that you would give them a peace and a sleep right now upon, well, not right now, but later on. When they go to sleep, Lord, that they'll be able to sleep well. And, Lord, that those cares that they're thinking of, Father, we thank you that you hope your Holy Spirit would be around about them to give them a peace right now. And so, Father, when they lay their head on that, on that pillow, Lord, they'll be able to drift in to such a peaceful and restorative sleep, Father. Lord, that their body will be restored. Their soul will be restored. And, Lord, everything needs to be restored during that time. So we, we pray into those sleep right now, into the sleep patterns now. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Good. And the last thing that the Lord spoke to me about was... Uh, there's somebody or people here that you're fighting a particular area in your life and you've nearly got a beat, but you just need to have that boost. You know, it's like if I just get that boost, I can deal with this thing. And it's like you've been battling with this thing. You might be battling for a while, but you just – and sometimes we get tired of, of, of trying to overcome this thing. But you just, you just saying to yourself just recently, I just need a boost. If I can just get a boost, I can, I can take this thing out. If that's you, I just want, to, I want you to stand right now because we're all battling things. Come on, we're all battling something in our life right now. You know, the, the enemy is, is, is trying to get into our soul. He's trying to do all sorts of things, these fleshly habits and desires – God is saying, I want to give you that boost this morning that is going to take that out of your life. Amen? So, Father, right now, again, we thank you for this response. And, Lord, we pray now. We release our prayers and we release our faith right now. Lord, that you would give these ones the boost right now. Lord, give them a kickstart. Lord, right now, we thank you a fresh wind of your spirit to come upon them right now, to take that area uh, of that life now, Father, where it's been trying to be hard, it's tough, but Lord, you're going to give them the victory over this thing now, in Jesus' name, amen. Well, bless you guys, you can be seated. Awesome, God is good, amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Well, here we are, 2020. If you've got your Bibles there or your whatever you use, your device, I want you to turn to the book of Job. You thought you had a bad year. <laughs> we're going to have a look. We're just going to have a look at a few scriptures in Job. We're just going to start off. We're going to start off with here because I don't know about how your year was, whether 2019 was a good year, 
uh, there's some things that we can see. Yes, yep, God, you're in there. Well, I don't know about that. I was like, I didn't like that. Uh, well, I hope, I wish that that didn't happen. But I tell you what, everything we go through, as we're, we're singing that song tonight today about uh, you know, Romans 8.28, everything, all things work together for good for those who love the Lord. All things working together. Sometimes we don't understand it. Sometimes we don't uh, can't get our head around, how can this work for my good? It, it's working against me. But I tell you what, God hasn't finished yet. I tell you, <clears throat> you know, this year, I believe that we're going to we're going to get into some places that we thought we could never get into. You're going to be doing some things you thought you could never absolutely ever even think of what you were going to do. Whether you thought you were going to do it or not, it's like it's going to be another level. And God's saying, listen, I'm breaking you through to a new ground right now. In 2020, I mean, there's going to be a lot of things about vision and everything. And sure, that's all part of it. But I tell you, there's something more to it. We're, we're talking about that before. I think Dan was talking about that before, where we're not just going to be seers or hearers, but we're going to be doers. So, so it's about it's about not what we're seeing and hearing, but it's about speaking out, it's about declaring, it's about moving in to what God has for us. And, and we've got to start doing those things. So Job, at first we're going to have a look at Job chapter 10, verse 12. And Job says here, You have granted me life and favor. Your, and your care has preserved my spirit. Job says life and favor have come from the Lord. And that's certainly true. God has given us life. And we have favor wherever we go. Come on, you've got to understand that, that if God is for you, who can be against you? You've got to be convinced. You, you can't just be half-hearted about this. You can't just be, well, that was good for them, but that's not for me. No, 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 this word is written for you. Come on. It is your promise. You've got to grab a hold of it. Yes, God, I am favored. Your favor is upon me. Wherever I go, I am favored. I am highly favored. I'm going to get the positions above others. Come on, you've got to start to understand that God is for you. So we see here in Job chapter 1, we go back to the beginning here of chapter 1, it's verse 22. When you read all of, the, of chapter 1 there, everything that happened to Job's family, his business, everything he owned was taken away from him in one day. At the end of that, that chapter, it says this, in all of this, that means in all of the bad stuff, in all of that terrible day, come on, this is just one day, this is not... This is not a year. This is not 2019. This is in one day. He says, in all of this and everything that has happened to me, to my life, my family, my business, everything, my servants, in all of this, it says, Job did not sin by blaming God. Don't blame God. Yeah, it's good. Even though you might want to, even though you might understand, don't blame God. In all of this situation here, I tell you what, Job could have had, he could have had a good story. He could have had a good, I said, but he said, in all this, he did not blame God. In everything that was going on, he, he didn't understand. We don't understand what's going on. But he didn't blame God. Then he goes on in, verse, in chapter 38, verse 1. It says that the Lord answered Job out of the whirlwind. 
He answered Job out of the whirlwind. Listen, sometimes our life is like a whirlwind. It's a storm. There's stuff going on. We're not sure what's going on. We're not sure where we're going, what's happening, where you're taking me, God. You know, I thought this was the way. Now I'm not sure. It, there's a whirlwind. There's a, there's a storm that's going on. Listen, God, God spoke to Job out of all the stuff that was going on. God wants to speak to you with all the stuff that's going on. With all the, 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 the worldly rubbish that is going on right now, God is saying, I've got an answer for you. If you would listen to me, if you would come to me, if you would pray to me, if you'll spend time with me, I'll give you the answer in your storm. I'm not going to wait until it passes and then you've got peace. He says, even in your turmoil, I want to speak to you. I want to bring you an answer. I want to start to, I want to tell you that it's okay. Sometimes we don't understand. But when we hear the voice of God, it gives us such a peace to know, God, I want to hear your voice, even during all the stuff that's happening here. And then it goes on in verse, in chapter 42, verses 12 and 33. It says, so the Lord blessed the latter end of Job's life more than his beginning. For he had... This is, this is what he had. He ended up with 14,000 sheep, 6,000 camels, 1,000 yoke of oxen, 1,000 uh, female uh, donkeys. And then verse 13 says, And he also had seven sons and three daughters. And it goes on to say that his daughters were more beautiful than any of the women in the land. And then it says that he gave them, the women, his daughters, even some of the uh, the 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 inheritance, thank you. The inheritance. It was it, that wasn't heard of before then. The women didn't get the inheritance. It was always the sons. The sons inherited everything. But but listen, God Job was so thankful. It's like I'm changing everything right now. And listen, you've got to understand it doesn't matter what you go through, you've got to go through it till the end. Until God says it's the end. Not till you think it's the end. Not until man says it's the end. Not until your know, experts say, well, this is the worst it's going to get. It may get worse, but I tell you, God is going to turn it all around because He will say, He will tell you when it's finished. And when God finishes something, He gives you way back more than you lost. We've got to wait for God's finish. Finish time. His finish time. Not our finish time. We think, well, that's it. I've had enough. Don't walk away before you get the blessing. Don't walk away. Don't be robbed. Don't allow the enemy to rob you of what you've gone through. You haven't gone through this far. You haven't gone through this much to say, well, listen, I'm just going to give it all away. And walk away from, listen, Job could have done that in the beginning. But it says that he did not blame God. Didn't understand, but he says, listen, I'm keeping going. I'm walking through this. I know, come on, there's, there's, a, there's a peace. Listen, he was, he was surrounded with all his mates, and most of them were all, they had wrong counsel. They were telling them all this sort of stuff, and all, everything. Even his wife says, listen, why don't, you just, why don't you just curse God and die? Like, thank you very much for your counsel, wife. I thank God that Julie doesn't give me that counsel. <laughs> <laughs> But you understand, listen, God gave back Job way more than what was lost. You keep on going until the end, and God will give you back more than what was lost in your life. 
look, life isn't fair, it's tough, but we don't give up on God. We've seen far too many people leave the church and walk away from God because things got tough, things didn't work out the way they thought it would, it would work out. During these tough times, we've got to understand Jesus, God, are the only ones we can go to. They are our foundation. They are our strong tower. They are the ones we run into. Don't run away from God. Run to Him. He is our constant. He is our rock. He's the only one that we can absolutely trust. He is your sure foundation. See, wait until God turns things around. Wait until He gets the glory out of your situation. Don't allow the devil to get the glory. Come on. Don't allow the enemy to get the glory. Keep on going. Keep going until the end where God gets all the glory because there is no way in that situation that you could have done anything. It has to be God. You've got to keep on going. And I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you seven keys to unlock 2020. Seven keys to unlock this year. Because I tell you, we need to understand that even David in Psalm 30 verse 5, he says, he says, God's anger is but for a moment, but his favor lasts for a lifetime. He says, weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Listen, we might have had a good year last year, but listen, that's finished right now. I love that morning. Morning, it lasts for a night, but joy comes in the morning. See, God is telling you, morning, that, that hard time, the tough time, he says, I've got it. It's only going to last for one night. It's only going to last for a little tiny season. But he says, when joy comes, he doesn't say, well, joy will just last for another day. He says, joy comes in the morning. He didn't give any time frame for that to finish. Joy comes in the morning. This is going to be a joyful year. This is going to be a year where we can rejoice in our God. This is going to be a year where we're going to have the laughter come back, where we're going to enjoy what we're doing. Come on. Not that we have it now, but it's going to be a whole new level where God wants to take us. Listen, I better give you some of these keys. Listen, here's one of the first keys. The first key is foundation. The first thing we need to do in anything that we build is get the right foundation. Get the right foundation. Make sure you have a strong foundation. We're in a time where everything can be shaken and will be shaken. Everything is being tested. Everything. The only things that will remain will, that, will be that of God. Haggai chapter 2 talks about the result of all the shaking. There's a shaking. Everything that will be shaken can be shaken. There's a shaking going on right now. But, God, but Haggai says here, at the, at the end of all the shaking, is that the, the glory of the latter house shall be greater than the former. That's exactly what we see here with Job. His, his latter end was blessed more than his beginning. Allow God to do stuff in your life that will take you through to the endings of things. Come on, sometimes we're just good. We're good at starting. We're good beginners, but we don't finish well. This is a year we need to finish well. Yeah. We need to finish well. We need to cross that finisher's line. We need to get the finisher's medal. We've done it. We've been there. Thank you, Lord. I didn't think I could do it, but listen, but because of you, I can do all things because Christ within me. Come on, because it's him who gives me the strength to do these things. 
This is where we are right now. We need a strong foundation. Everything that is not of Him will be shaken off our lives. There's some things where God says, I don't want you to carry that anymore. I want you to get rid of that out of your life. I want you to trust me more. I want you to have more faith in me. Come on. I remember the first six or so prophetic words that I received. It was always about foundations. Get my foundation down strong. Okay. The next one would come. Make sure the foundation is strong. Yeah, well, I, I got that for the first one. That's fine. Yeah, okay. Another one would come. That, uh, the foundation is strong. Come on, the bigger the building, the taller the, the, the building, the deep, big deeper the foundation. And it's like, yeah, okay, I already got that. God talks more about foundations. Why? Because he wants us to be strengthened. There's got to be a depth in our walk with God. There's got to be a depth in our faith with God. We can't just be, be, be you know, just go, go to and fro with all the winds and waves of doctrines and someone says this and someone says that. Or, oh, I'm not too sure. You've got to have a strong foundation. You've got to know who you are. You've got to know who your God is. That's why Jesus says to Peter, okay, listen, I need a foundation right now. Who do men say that I am? Oh, you're, you're this and you're that. You're, you're Elijah and you're coming. You're a great prophet. You're, yeah, but who do you say I am? Okay, let's get personal right now. We can hear what other people are saying about, about Jesus, but who do you say I am? Because it's personal. It needs a personal foundation. And that's when all of a sudden Peter started to see something he never saw before. The heavens started to open. Guys, and Jesus says, you didn't know that, Peter. Peter, but my Father in heaven has let that known to you. You saw God. You saw heaven. You saw something you didn't have before. Why? Because now he's saying, I want it to be personal. Get a strong foundation. That's your first key this year. Get a strong foundation. Know who your, your God is. Know who your, you are in God. Get that foundation down strong. Listen, there's personal foundations. As I said with Peter, he needed to know that. And then I believe that there are business foundations. Remember, we are in the world. We're not of the world. So we do things differently. We, we, we operate on a kingdom basis. We don't cut corners. We don't, we don't, we don't uh, uh, withhold our tax. We don't cheat. We don't rob. We don't do those things. We do things according to what the Word of God says. We do kingdom business. We do it. We do it how God will. We do it as unto God. Do your job as unto God. Whether you own a business or not, it doesn't matter. Do your job above. Come on. And then there's our ministry foundations. Everything has to be done in Him. In ourselves, we can do nothing, but with Him, we can do all things. That's our ministry foundation. We know that what we have, God has given that to us. And it requires faith to stir them up and step out. Because if we ask ourselves, as I go and minister to that person, well, I don't think so. I don't feel that. Let someone else do it. Come on. Get that foundation down strong. Don't ask your soul. Ask your spirit. Should we do this? Spirit goes, yeah, come on. We got a word. We got a, we got a, we got something this one needs. Second key is this: we need to have focus. We need to have vision. This is a time where we need to be focused more than ever ever before, and we need to stay focused on God. You know, He's the one who's called us. He is the one who wants us to step into what He's got for us. We got to stay focused on Him. So many things are trying to get our attention and our eyes off God and be distracted at this time. 
Don't look to the left or to the right, but keep your eyes straight ahead. Keep them on Him who is the center of everything in our life. It tells us when they went into the promised land that they had to keep their eyes on, on God. And it tells them that they had to keep a, 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 a 914.4 meters behind God. So make sure you're 914.4 meters behind God. <laughs> Apparently that's where you can see it the best. <laughs> that's what it says. 2,000 cubits. Stay within 2,000 cubits of, of, of where he was. So what I'm saying is that there are so many distractions this year that will try and get your attention off of what God wants you to do. Of where he's wanting to lead you and to take you this year. Don't fall for those things. Keep your focus. The enemy's trying to attract your eyes. What are you looking at? What are you watching? See, Lot pitched his tent where? Towards Sodom. He was looking at that. All of a sudden, where'd you find him? He's right there in Sodom. He's right the place where he was. Noah pitched his tent. He's, he's, he's gone beyond. He's starting to look up. See, when we look up, we don't see the rubbish of the world. Although we're in the world, I'm not saying that we need to forget about it. But when we're focused on God, God alerts us to what's going on in the world. And, and he's given us what we need to help the world, to, 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 to bring the world into a better place. I remember the Lord, Lord spoke to me when I was out driving this one time. He says, listen, your feet will always follow your eyes. Your feet will always follow your eyes. So what are you looking at? Because sooner or later, your feet are going to follow where your eyes go. You got, you got. See, when, when you're out jogging, there's all sorts of you know along the the, the way. There's cracks in the pavement. It's up and down. It's all over. You got to be focused. You got to watch every step where you're going. And so wherever your eyes go, your feet will go. So this is going to be a year where, where sometimes it's going to be steady as she goes because you're going to need to be slow and steady. And there's other other times where it's like uh, nice and straight and flat. It's like you just go. Proverbs 29, 18 says, Where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keeps the law happy is he. There's that joyfulness again. There's that laughter again. Happy is he. They're talking about, I think it was on 96.5 there, you know, what was the most, what do you think was the most successful uh, uh, song of the decade, last decade? And immediately it came to me. Be happy. The happy song. Pharrell Williams. Come on, you're happy, like a room without a roof. That's, that's happy. You need to read. <laughs> I'm not going to sing it. I'm not going to sing it. But you know, you understand. You know, why was it about happiness? Because people want to be happy. Come on. The song of the decade wasn't, I'm so sad. I'll sing that. Oh, poor me. That was country and western, I think, that one. <laughs> but why? Because people want to, to have a song about happiness. They want to be happy. This is about what I believe God wants us to, to come into this year, happiness. He that follows the Lord. Listen, as I, I dealt with each one of these words and how to look at the Hebrew and everything, combining all these Hebrew definitions together, I want to give you my personal translation of this of Proverbs 29.18. It says this, 
where there is where there's no clear picture or pattern attributed to the revelation through a prophetic word. The people of God are losing their commitment. They have no covering. They run wild. They have no restraint because they are ignorant of their position in ministry and in position of God's overall plan, both personally and corporately. But he that mentally perceives the prophetic plan by firstly hearing the word of the Lord and secondly taking full attention to its direction and thirdly standing guard to see that it is brought to fruition. It's the doing part. Blessed and prosperous will he become because he allows the prophetic word to teach him and to point him in the right direction and also push him forward into God's purpose, plan, and position. When you when you dissect something, when you when you have a look at the full meaning behind each one of those words, you soon find out. That's why we believe that this year we need to come into a time of Bible teaching, teaching what the Bible is, teaching the scriptures and what it is, what it isn't, what is it saying, what is it not saying. Because when you start to delve in, there's a whole lot more that starts to come out. And as Julie said, we need, listen, you can have the truth, but it'll never set you free. Until you know the truth, then it will set you free. You know, people told me all about healing and healing and healing. Yeah, 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 yeah. But until I believed that God could heal me. Listen, when he healed me, it's like, woo, now I understand. Now I know. Now I know that you are a healer, Lord. See, when you, you can walk around with the Bible on the arm, you can, you, you can take the truth wherever you go. But unless you know the truth, that's the only way it's going to set you free. That's the only way it's going to set people free. When they know the truth. The third key is this. What you see in the spiritual realm, you are to declare in the natural realm. What you see, you are going to speak. You are going to decree. And I, uh, the Lord gave me 1 Kings chapter 18 where Elijah uh, saw this cloud. And, and uh, I believe that he already had seen the cloud in a vision that the Lord had given to him. Because that's why he got so excited. Remember when he got so excited, he prayed seven times and finally his servant came in and says, there is a cloud this time. There was nothing, all the other six, but this seventh time, there is a cloud. I believe Elijah got so excited because that's what he had already seen in the, in the spiritual realm. Come on. So when God shows you something, whether it's a dream or a vision, aren't you excited when you see it in the natural? Like, I saw that before. That's what the Lord gave to me. I, I knew that was going to happen. Now it's in the natural. See, we get so excited. I believe Elijah was so excited as well. Because he knew that little tiny cloud, that little thing was about to break the drought. I tell you what, God is speaking to, to, to you today. That God is about to break your drought. He's about to break your drought. Listen, we're going through some tough times here in Australia. There's a lot of things going on, a lot of fires going on. There's a lot of drought going on. Everything is tinned to dry. But I believe that God is about to break the drought, not just spiritually, but naturally as well. There's a breaking coming. Let's just pray, right? Father, I pray today, Lord, over this area, over Australia right now, all the areas now that are, in, uh, that are affected by these fires, oh God. Lord, I thank you for your the, 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 the fireys that have been out there, Lord, helping. Lord, even those ones who have lost their lives, Father, those ones who have been trapped. And Father, we pray for the families of those ones right now. 
And Lord, today we thank you that you are sending relief right now. That you're sending your hand of, uh, of favor right now and bring a different, uh, uh, bring a, a change in the atmosphere. Lord, bring rain right now. Change the wind patterns away from the houses, away from the lines right now. Father, I thank you today that you've given us authority. And Lord, we take that authority. We speak to those things now. And Lord, we pray for your Holy Spirit to be around about those ones. Comfort where there has been loss. And help and encourage those ones right now. Lord, strengthen those ones. Give them a fresh wind right now to bless them in Jesus' name. So we see here, what is your lack? Because that's really what a drought is. It's a lack of rain. What is your lack? What is your What has your drought been? What have you been in lack over these last few years? God is saying, he's, he's asking us, what's your lack? Because I believe this year is going to be different. The lack is going to come. Whatever that was that you were in lack of, it is about to come. Your drought is about to be broken. You need to get excited about that. Come on. What is your lack? Write it down. Decree it out. That's what I had to do when we had no money, when we had just no finances whatsoever. We had to, I had to write down some scriptures. I had to write down some rhema words. I had to delve in. I, just, I had to find out what prophetic words were over our life about the finances. I didn't just get them out. I wrote them down. I didn't just need to leave, leave them there. It's like, that's good, Lord. That's what you said. No, I had to get them out and decree them out. I had to get them out and start to speak them out. Why? Because your words are creative. You have this creative ability in your mouth to create things. Come on. Every single one of us has that ability. God breathed his creative ability into mankind. You are mankind. You're not a monkey. You have that creative ability in you. I look at the Tower of Babel. It's incredible. These, these guys, they, they got together and they said, we're going to build a temple, a, a tower, and it's going to reach the heavens. And then, here they go. They set out about, about it, and it's like they're creating, and it's like it says, nothing could stop them. They were going to do what they were going to do. Listen, that's pretty good. It's total unity. And listen, God wasn't up there and just looked over his shoulder like, oh, what is going on? Jesus didn't tell me about that. Holy Spirit, you should have gone. He wasn't, he wasn't, come on. He knew what was going on. He'd given us this ability. We had this incredible ability to plan and to create and to do all this sort of stuff. He's given that to us. We can do some amazing things. Not just naturally, but spiritually as well. Come on. Let's do that this year. Let's start to do amazing things. Jacob, I see here in a dream in Genesis chapter 28, he saw, yeah, he laid down and he had a dream about this place. And, and, and in the dream, it was like those angels ascending and descending upon this ladder. And, and it says when he woke up, he realized that the Lord was in this place. He didn't even know it. He said, this has got to be the gate of heaven. This has got to be the, the, the temple of, of heaven. This has got to be the gateway right now. Listen, I believe that. That's what he said. 
He just didn't see it in his dream, but he spoke it out. This is, and he named it Bethel, that the, 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 the stairway or the gateway of heaven. Listen, I tell you what, you're going to start to see some things and have, the, have the, a dream or a vision and have to speak them out, saying, this is what God is saying. This is, what I, this is where I am. Man, this is an incredible place. Come on. And it says that he put an altar. He made an altar to the Lord there. Listen, we're going to put some altars in our life and say, this is what God did. This is what God said. This is what he showed to me. And it hasn't happened yet, but I tell you, it's about to happen. And God spoke to him there and he said, listen, all these things I'm showing you, this is going to be your land, this is going to be your place. And he says, you're going to go away, but you're going to come back. I tell you what, we need to come back to our promises. We need to come back to what God has said. We need to come back to what the Word of God says, not what people say, or not what the uh, what, what is the, the general idea of this, or this is a good uh, 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 PC word. <laughs> we get back to what the Word of God says. Let's study the Word of God. This year, like I said, this is about seeing and decreeing. Job 22, 28 says, You shall decree a thing, and it shall be established for you. That decree means uh, to announce, to proclaim, to command, to speak out, to be loud. This is going to be a loud year. Yeah. <laughs> oh, This is going to be a loud year. I had the, 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 the pleasure to witness to two guys from Amart the other day. They delivered our lounge. And uh, we decided we're going to pay them, you know, 50 bucks or what it was, to put it all together for us and take all the cardboard away. It's like, oh, bargain. So they came out. And, and as soon as they came in and put the, the, uh, the lounge down, uh, there's one guy... He opens his mouth and says, so, so what do you do? So I just like, I'm a preacher. What? He said, oh, I've given up on God this year. I said, you're in the right place, mate. <laughs> and then I just witnessed to him for 20 minutes. And he's going, he's going, yeah, but what about this and this and these rules and that? And I said, listen, we need to get back to the, to the Word of God. We need to get back to the King James Bible. Oh, I know that one. Yeah, that's a good one. I, I, yeah, we need to do that. And he says, what about this race? And what about this? And what about they thinking over here? And it's, and it's like, all of a sudden, at the end, it's like, I had him. Jeez, he was, it was like, he was backing up everything I was saying. <laughs> and the other guy that was with him was like, he was sort of, he was just doing his work, doing his work, but his, his, his ears were like, ooh, like dumb block. <laughs> he was listening to everything that was going on. Listen, I tell you, don't be quiet this year. It's a time to step out. And just be who you are. Don't be someone who you're not. Don't, be, don't try and be a Christian. Oh, I'm a Christian. Just be, just be you. That God has anointed. Just be who you are. That God has given supernatural giftings. Just be a friend. Just share your faith as, a, as, as you were just sharing with people. Don't put on thou art. Bless today, Amart workers. You have entered into the household of the Almighty. Did you not pass by the altar of unleavened bread? God, they just they just dumb it run. Like you put it up. We gotta be real, guys. Come on. That's why. We have got this marketplace initiative to help us be real, be real Christians. 
All right, let's keep on going on. We need, to, we need a whole bunch of more keys to open up this year. Number four, faith. Everyone say faith. Faith. God's requiring new levels of faith and new levels of trust for where he is taking us this year. Hebrews 11 verse 6 says, without faith, it's what? It's impossible. Impossible. Impossible to please God. If you want to please God, what do you have to do? Huh? Stretch your faith. What is faith? Believe. Faith is seeing those things that aren't as though they already are. Well, that's... Okay, so that's what's going to please God. Seeing things that aren't real. Okay, wow. But knowing that they're about to come apart. Knowing that they are more real because God has shown them to me. It doesn't matter whether they're in the natural. I know that this is what Elijah got so excited about when he saw that little cloud already in his spirit. And it come into the natural. He was already excited about that. He was so excited. He says, I can hear a sound of abundance. He just didn't see that little cloud in his, in his uh, vision or a dream. He could hear a sound of abundance that went with that. Was there anything in the natural that would cause him to have that? No. It was a spiritual thing. There was faith in God. I know the drought is about to break. I know I'm about to come into my breakthrough. How do you know that? I just know. you got to just know. It's your faith in God. Your faith. Many times Jesus said, your faith has made you whole. Your faith is being increased. God is always looking at how much faith you have. He says, listen, even if you've got the faith the size of a mustard seed, which is like half a millimeter wide, this is it. This is a time. He says, he says if you've got the faith of a mustard seed, you'll be able to do amazing things. Come on. A lot of you got more faith than the size of a mustard seed. And some of us, we're not doing anything with it. We've got to start using that little bit of faith that God has given to us and step out to do more and more. I look at Elijah's life, go through the brook, from the brook Cherith to the widow at Zarephath. There was a, then, then on to the, the showdown at Mount Carmel. There was always levels of faith. He was trusting in God every place he went to. He trusts God. He was trusting God down the brook. And all of a sudden, it's like, you know, the brook's drying up. He's being fed by crows twice a day. You've got to have faith to eat anything that the crow brings you. <laughs> Drop you down a dead toe. <laughs> You've got to have faith. And, and, and all of a sudden, it dried up. What do you want me to do now? God says, I want you to, to go to the woman at Zarephath. There's a widow there. And it's like, oh, thank goodness. I'm sick of these crows. I'm sick of me. I haven't. And so he goes up there and he finds this woman's got nothing. She's about to have her last bit of meal with the sun and die. You could have thought, God, you sent me to the wrong place. God sent him to the right place because she was in need of a miracle. And the prophet was hungry. Prophet needs food. <laughs> so what does he ask you to do? Listen, I know you got a little bit of food. You know, yeah, whatever you do, but bring me something first. I'm starved. It was a test. It was a test. Do you trust God? Because the Lord had already spoken to her before the prophet came. It's a test. We're going to be sitting some tests this year. I pray that you'll pass. 
And so every level where God took him, he was able to come to that Mount Carmel and take on the 850 false prophets in the land. And without his level of faith growing to that place, he wouldn't have been able to take on all those guys. But because his faith and trust was in God, he was able to say, hey, listen, let's have a showdown. Let's have a showdown. Don't despise the small beginnings. Allow God to take you maybe one step at a time to get to where he wants you to have and to see the glory of God. Everyone, everyone knew then that the God of Elijah was God. Come on. That was it. Everyone knew. Because everyone had come to see what was going to go down on Mount Carmel. God will see. Listen, people will see the God's glory on your life. They will see the breakthroughs. They will see that the God, well, the one, the God that you've been praying for is the God. Because I know your situation. I know what was going on. Number five is, is get, the, get his strategy. Get God's strategy. Not our strategy. Not the latest and the greatest. Not someone else's. Whether it's a Logos word or a Rhema word, prophetic word, whatever it is, sometimes it doesn't make any sense. But listen, do it anyway. Peter, get back out there and throw your net over the other side of the boat this time. That doesn't make any sense. But because, he, but because God said it, because Jesus said it. See, see, it's the strategy that we need. David, you're going to take the city, but it's completely shut up. And they're so smug about it. They said, listen, we're, we're going to put our lame and we're going to put our blind people up here because you're never going to be able to get in here. And how did, how did God get them in? He got them in through a strategy, through the system, through the, 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 the water pipes and everything like that to get into the city. They took the city and they renamed the city, City of David. Listen, you've got to understand, God's going to give you some strategies we need to follow. Follow them. Do what God is asking us to do. You might have to fast. You might have to fast and pray. You might have to pray in tongues for 24 hours and 36 hours. <laughs> Come on. You just don't, don't know. Get the strategy. Ask the Lord. Whatever we need to do, we've got to do it. Number six is this. We need to fight. Don't put your weapons away. Don't put your armor away. Don't just look at it. Don't just polish and think, oh, that's a good... No, no. We need to get it out. We need to put it on. And we need to start to fight. We need to start to understand what are these giftings that God has given to us. If you've given us giftings, God, I need to use them. And some of these gifts are to fight the enemy. Because we're not fighting flesh and blood. We're fighting prince of powers and powers. We're, we're fighting things who have set up in, in, the, in high places. We're going to start pulling those things down. We're going to start fighting. You're warriors. You are warriors. We're not just going to like, you know, try and, and, and hope everything's just going to fall into our lap. We're fighters. Paul said, fight the good fight of faith. Finish the race. Remember, no weapon formed against you will proper. It can take the form of a weapon. Haman built the gallows to take out Mordecai. It was there. He was probably in the shadow of these gallows, 23 meters high. He made sure, yeah, come on, Haman made sure that these things were going to be noticed. And Mordecai would have seen them. But it doesn't matter. God who had the last laugh. See, you've got to make sure you go through until the end. God says, you're not going to be taken out of this. But Haman is going to be hung on his own gallows. God's raising up a bunch of warfaring 
people in forever house. But we're not going to just take what the enemy's doing. We're going to take back our ground. We're going to fight for our family. We're going to fight for our land. We're going to fight for our church. The last key I want to give to you this is this, this face-to-face encounter with Father. It's a face-to-face encounter with your Father, with your God, with Daddy in heaven, face-to-face. Scriptures say, draw near to God and He will draw near to you. It's time that we had that encounter. Moses had that mountaintop experience, a face-to-face encounter. Face-to-face. I tell you, it cost him. He didn't care whether it was going to cost him his life. Because the Lord says, listen, Moses, you don't know what you're talking about. But listen, I, I, I like where you're coming from. I like, I like what, you, what you're saying here. I like your motivation. He says, what I'll do, I'll hide you in the cliff of the rock, and when I pass by, you'll be able to see. Listen, from that point, Moses' life was changed. It was changed. He came down from the mountain. There was something different about him. His face shone. There was something uh, 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 had changed in his life. People saw that immediately. When we have that face-to-face encounter, things change in our life. Things just drop off that, that, that we're, we're still trying to hang on. We had that face of people start to see us differently. We look different. We walk different. Come on. Jacob wrestling with that angel walked differently afterwards. There's something about this encounter that we need to have. The Lord wants us to come to that place where we have that time with Him. I remember a a dear departed man of God that we used to go to his church and we went to his funeral. He would always say this. He says, God is demanding an intimate eye-to-eye, mouth-to-mouth, Pounding heart to pounding heart relationship. Nothing else will do. Eye to eye, mouth to mouth, heart to pounding heart relationship. We stand right now. As as Lord, that you give me these seven keys, Lord, to stir up and to open up, Father, Lord, this year. I thank you, Father, that this is going to be a time like no other, like no other year. Lord, there is so much expectation of 2020. Lord, I I know there's a lot of people building up and building up, but Lord, I know there's also something stirring in the spiritual realm that you're stirring up, that you're building up, that, Lord, that there is that that faith, that expectation, Lord, the trust in you, that things are about to change, things are about to get better, things are about to, to break through, that we've been trying to break through and do before, but now, God, we thank you, Lord, today that your hand of blessing and favor is upon us, Lord, that you are for us and not against us, and, Lord, that there are more for us than there are against us. Lord, open up our eyes and let us see But, Lord, also cause our mouth to be open so we can start to speak. Lord, I take care, take authority over that spirit of fear right now that tries to shut us down when we try to open our mouth. Lord, I pray today that you give us a spirit of boldness right now, a spirit of revelation and and, and understanding that we will know you more, know you differently, oh God. Lord, that we'll not be like those ones who came to you and said, didn't we, didn't we, cast out devils, didn't we prophesy, didn't we do all these things? And Jesus says, 
get away from me. I never knew you. That knowing. He's wanting us to have that knowing of Him, that intimacy of knowing who He is. Lord, I thank You today that foundations are going to be built stronger this year. That You will be our foundation, nothing else. Upon that, I'm going to build, Lord. I'm going to build what You've called me to build. Lord, we give You honor and praise at the outset of this year, Father. We thank you for 2020. We thank you, Father, what you have upon Forever House, what you have upon us as individuals. Lord, I thank you today that we are going to affect our kingdom, affect our place of the spirit of fear of, you know, the spirit of influence, Lord, that we have called us. We're going to affect those people. Strengthen us for the work ahead, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah.